Hi, I'm Peggy, the Amp Mommy. And I'm Dave, the Bionic Blogger. And this is Amp, podcast for people and loss. Hey, Dave, how are you today? I'm good. And you? I am doing well, thank you. We are full-blown in the holiday season. I'm sitting on my couch looking at our very, very bright, very pretty Christmas tree all lit up. Wow. Before December 1, I'm impressed. Well, we did it. Yeah, we did it the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And we have, I'm very, very proud that we actually this year have 2,000 lights on our tree. You counted? Well, I I didn't count them individually. I just know how many sets we put on and how many are in each set. So, and then I added them up. But it is Mm -hmm. uh, bright enough that Santa should be able to see it. If the cats don't ruin it first. (laughs) Well, if you're going to do it. Just do it, exactly. right? All the way and, in. And that's my that's my motto. So yes. So we're good. So I'm looking at my Christmas tree and feeling happy. How are you? I'm doing well. Don't have a Christmas tree up yet. Okay. Well, there's time. Not that much time though, but there's a little bit of time for you. Yes, my daughter is agitating. Okay. But, you know, November flew by, and in November we had a very interesting poll question, and in this week's podcast we're going to go over those results. Yeah, so the question for those of you who did not have a chance to see it, or those of you who want to be reminded of what it was, was when getting prosthetic care, which is most important to you, A, being able to get an appointment with your prosthetist quickly, B, being seen on time by your prosthetist or not having to wait once at the clinic, see how the prosthetist staff treats you before you're seen for care. So those were the three options. We got lots of responses. So thank everyone. Thank you, everyone, for weighing in. And Peggy, let's walk through each of them in turn. All right. So the answer with the least, not the least results was um, how the prosthetist staff treats you before you've received care. Um, that really doesn't surprise me. I do think that the front staff, um, is obviously very important, but when, when I know when I weigh kind of the other scenarios that were offered in the question, that one ranked lowest for me as well. Yes. I, this was not my number one either or number two. Um, you know, I think that, I I think there are a few potential reasons for this, Peggy. One could be that, um, my guess is that most patients, frankly, weight their experience with the prosthetist, him or herself, more heavily than any other aspect, if you're talking about sort of the quality of the visit overall. Um, the other thing that is sort of an interesting concept, at least, is I don't know how much patients really demand of healthcare systems generally in terms of customer service. And the reason for that is, if you if you just think about your interactions with doctors historically, forget prosthetists, but I mean, my wife has been to a number of doctors over the last year, and it's common to go in, and she calls me an hour and a half after she's gotten to the office saying, I still haven't been seen yet. Oh, it's so frustrating. It happens all the time, though. Yeah. So if you're in a world where the universe is everything from a customer service standpoint stinks in in medicine, then, you know how how the staff treats you just may maybe something you're somewhat deconditioned to i think so i think you know dave when it when it comes to waiting for doctors there are some doctors that I, that i really don't mind waiting for because i know that when i've needed extra time they've been there 
you know? So I, I, I think that people tend to kind of be lenient when it comes to that. Although I will tell you that if it's a doctor that kind of just pushes you in and pushes you out and you're just there for paperwork or whatever, and you find yourself waiting. Um, so I have a 30 minute rule with my kid with my toddler when I have to schlep him to a doctor is that I will keep him quiet and I will do everything in my power to keep him pleasant and occupied and quiet and really, really good for the first 30 minutes until after my appointment time. And if I'm still in the waiting room after 30 minutes, I kind of just let him loose. (laughs) Take that. So, you know, it, it it's, you can't, it's just, yeah, it's frustrating. And I agree. I think that we don't, customer service is definitely, although bedside manner is important. I'm not sure that, that, I mean, yeah, I would agree with yeah, that. Yeah, but this question, this one's really focused on staff. And so when I was, when I was thinking about why would we see this data point, um, what I was really thinking about was just in the context of what, our expectations are as consumers of healthcare, they're not all that high. And so when you, if that's your starting point and then you go into specifically to a prosthesis office and the staff isn't helpful is, is sort of, or is just neutral. They're not, it's not a great experience. It's nothing. Uh, I just think that people are like, that's the way healthcare is. It's not about, it's, you know, it, their expectations just aren't very high. And so they may not feel this acutely. I think the only time this really comes into play is when the experience is a horrific one, when you get someone who's actively rude, actively nasty. And that's where I think, you know, you have to draw a line. I would agree with that. I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. I mean, for those of you who, for those of you who remember, go look at our Bill of Rights, general right number one. We talk about being treated by respect, uh, treated with respect, and that would certainly apply in the clinical setting. Um, so, and if it does happen, you know it, it's perfectly okay to let the prosthetist know. You should let them know, or the business owner. Absolutely. I mean, I know that everybody has bad days, and I try to remember that. But at the same point, if somebody is out and out rude you know, it, it impacts you, but it's also going to impact their business and they need to know about it. So, and if it's happening to you, it's probably happening to somebody else as well. The same point, if you, if you have an experience where the staff person kind of goes, goes above and beyond and really helps you out, it's good to let them know that as well. Yeah, no question. And I can tell you as a guy who owned an O&P, if, if my staff was behaving in an, an exemplary way or in a horrific way, I would want to know both of those things immediately. Exactly. So there you go. That's our All number right. three. Number two, the number two result was being seen on time by the prosthetist or not having to wait once at the clinic. So when you're in the facility, um, the, num- the, the, the issue is having to wait too long. And this was the number two of the three options selected by our voters. Now, I actually thought that the final tally would be a little bit closer between number one and number two, Peggy, and, and we'll talk about number one in a few minutes. But um, I, this one actually hits home for me, and I don't know that it would have been my number one. I don't remember which one I actually voted for, actually, because I voted at the beginning of last month. This, this and the other answer were very close together. But 
I can distinctly remember um, spending several years at a very good prosthetic facility, but the clinician who saw me would frequently make me wait hours um, before I came in once I was there. I have never. And I've never had to wait. Yeah, I don't know what that's like. I chalked it off to great clinician. I get really good results. At the end of the day, I am happy when I leave here. But it really, the longer I was there, the more I found that to be a, a significant problem. And when when I had my own facility, we really worked very hard to make sure that we honored that start time. That start time actually meant something. Um, but again, why would this not be the number one thing? Possible reasons. Um, we may be conditioned to accept delays in clinic for exactly the same reason that we talked about with the previous answer. It's very common to be delayed and have to wait um, in in medical offices all the time. So um, that's really the rule, not the exception. I think also, Peggy, maybe the fact that we understand as prosthetic patients that emergencies do pop up. Other patients have needs that present scheduling challenges that can bump you back a bit. And also, you know, the issue that we think is sometimes the simplest one is often much more complex. And so I think I, I think there's Absolutely. probably some built-in um, buffers that 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 warrant this not being the number one issue. And keep in mind, just to reiterate what you said, you know, we expect our prosthetist to fit us in when we have a malfunction. Um, and, you know, sometimes that means that patients who were scheduled might be delayed a little bit. And I'm okay doing that waiting when I know that somebody had an emergency because I know that, you there, know. But for the grace of God, it, go I. <laughs> I was going to say that. I mean, you know, it, it, you could wake up in the morning and, and find yourself in the exact same situation. So, you know, I really, I, I am very patient when it comes to, to waiting. Um, I've never had to wait very long. And when I do, um, I always know why, you know, it's, it's somebody who's really had an issue or is very upset, or I was there one time and ended up waiting because the person uh, that was seen before me was sobbing and had just lost her leg and really just couldn't make heads or tails of her life. And the prosthetist was just listening to her. Um, and I ended up going in and talking to her as well. Yeah, uh, but no those question. things happen. Um, the other thing, though, is, you know, schedules and, and appointment times do mean something. So you really can't complain if you show up 15 or 20 minutes late for your appointment and yeah, they can't yeah, see you the, immediately. If you're going to hold the clinician accountable for not seeing you on time, you have to hold up your end of the bargain in order for that to really work. Um, and, and I will tell you also, you know, I, we often had patients who, you know, we, my office was in, uh, suburban New York. So traffic could be disastrous in the morning and people who were flying in, their flights got delayed. And I never, and we never had a problem with that, but it really helped us a lot when we got a, a text or a phone call saying, Hey, I am on my way. I'm sorry. I'm just hammered in traffic and there's, or there's an accident on the Long Island Expressway. Um, 
it, it helps the office a lot. If they know you're going to be delayed an hour, two hours, they may be able to, to get a local patient in earlier or an emergency call that they've, you know, they were, they were planning on having to deal with later in the day, they may be able to sneak them in. So just make sure to let the office know if you know that you're going to be late, um, that really does help. Absolutely. And I, I have been, I live in the DC area. Uh, that has happened to me as well. Um, so number no, one, do I've we have a drum roll? This. I know. Cause I only have you the same lame sound effect every Wait. time. I know, but that's right, our thing now. I think we should just embrace it. Yes. Do we have a drum roll? All right, let's go. The number one answer to our poll question is being able to get an appointment with your prosthetist quickly. If the poll has shown anything, it shows that when we want to be seen by a yep. prosthetist, we want and it, it to it happen. It makes a lot now. of sense um, because <laughs> think of, I mean, there are really two, at the highest level, there are two types of appointments, right? There are appointments that are just normal follow up. The prosthetist told you, I want you to come back in or you, or, or it said six months ago, I want you to see you in six months. It's a regular follow-up appointment. That's one class. Those aren't the ones we're typically calling about. The ones we're calling about are the ones where my socket doesn't fit and my limb hurts, or I'm having a problem with a component and my, my function is impaired. Either way, my function is impaired. Mm -hmm. And so when you're talking about a device that um, helps you with every interaction you're having, whether your lower extremity or upper extremity, the the pain you feel, not physical pain, the, 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 the trauma you feel in terms of how you interact with the world when you can't do that normally anymore is really profound. If you're working, it limits your ability to fulfill those obligations. If you're, if you have responsibilities at home as a parent, um, it can limit your ability to do that effectively. So you have to be seen now, and I think that's why this one is the logical number one answer. It it resonated very strongly. I was surprised. I wasn't surprised that this was a number one. I was surprised with with the with how strongly it was our number one. I mean, it was definitive. There was no question about it. It wasn't even close. Um, and it is because you know when when something malfunctions and you're hobbling around or you're struggling. I mean, it's you you want it taken care of because you know you want to be restored to what your normal is um and and it's just you know i know that when my prosthesis isn't working or if i'm in pain it makes me feel disabled and normally i don't feel that way the only time i really feel disabled is when i'm having prosthetic issues and i find myself limited yeah and i think that's and a really just, good point right there it me to know clearly end. a physical component that's driving this it's the it's the problem you're having whether it's with the component itself or whether it's with the socket and and the impact on your residual limb but then there's this emotional component to it as well. It's the fact that when everything is going well, I can do on a scale of one to 10, I can do my 10, you know, I, I'm a 10. And then when things aren't going well, I'm a five or a four or a two or a one. And it's crippling, literally crippling to you, um, both physically and emotionally when you can't use your prosthesis or other assistive device the way you expected. So, um, it really, this one, as you sit here and really think through it and talk through it, it should have been the winner. 
Absolutely. But this one, if you think about it as well, Dave, really does lead into number two. Um, that, that because people, because we want to be seen right away and we all know that we want to be seen right away when something malfunctions, I think that people are more willing to wait for their appointment when they're there because they know that somebody I, else I had a malfunction. Yeah. I, I, listen, I think, I think most people are pretty reasonable. There are, there are exceptions to every rule, but this stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum. Exactly. I was surprised though. So when we talk about the results, 70% felt that it was important to be able to get an appointment quickly um, as opposed to 18% who put an emphasis on the wait time once you're there and 12% felt that the process of staff treating how they treated you before your appointment uh, was the most important. A clear winner here in this poll, and it's, um, yeah. again, I don't think we're surprised by what was number one. I think we're more surprised by the the vociferousness of the amped army and its feelings about this, which is uh, really interesting. It is. It is. We are. I think I texted <laughs> you at patience. one point and said it shows that we are a very impatient bunch. <laughs> so we have a new poll coming out, Peggy, don't we? That's right. <laughs> We do. We do for December. Uh, it's going to be on our homepage. Um, and our question this month is, would you opt for osseo integrated for an osseo integrated prosthesis if all of the costs were covered by insurance? Yes, no. I yep. don't know. And what we're going to be very interested in these responses. Osseo integration is. has been in the news a ton over the last uh, 12 months in particular, Peggy, and you and I have had many discussions offline about it. But I, we have, but I don't think we should talk about it too much because I really want, you know, I, I want the, yes, the pure. poll results right now to be very organic. I do. I do. Because I, I also, I want to know, you know, I want to know what the Amped Army thinks and I want to know, um, you know, what the views are on osseo integration. And if, if you don't yeah. know a lot about osseo so integration, So we're looking that's forward to getting responses from podcasts. you uh, when you listen to this podcast. The poll will be live on our homepage, www.ampedpod.com. And, uh, Please weigh in, spread the word, push it out to your friends. Again, we'd love to get uh, as many or more responses than we got to the November poll. Want to keep this thing growing. Absolutely. And follow us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, and I will put out a picture Excellent. of my gorgeous Excellent. and very bright. And by the way, we both have, so just to wrap this it. up, we both have music stories from the last few weeks, right? Robbie went to a concert last week. He did. He did. He went to his very first rock and roll concert with his daddy. Um, he was very, very excited. They made it a whole bros thing. Because Wilkes-Barre is Pennsylvania from my mom's house. And uh, it's the rock and roll Ooh, mecca, apparently. Yes. 80s, they went to go see Night Ranger twofer. and Loverboy. It was, yes. Yes, yep. uh, scored really, really, really good Robbie tickets. So they were in the well third behaved. row, and um, you know, 
Uh, yes. So he was he was very well behaved as everybody else was standing up and and jumping up and down. All he he said he said he was very well behaved and he just sat very quietly. But he did hold up the rock and roll sign with his hand, the one hand, because the other it's one he broke his knuckle a, and he can't make the sign anymore. It's good we bring a little decorum anymore. to a rock it, concert it out, because you, it would be really so much better too, if everyone just sat down <laughs> silently and politely listened to yes. these guys rock out. But, but I think that um, he he definitely caught the attention of the guitar pe- player. Yes, the world's name fastest guitar player Brad was Gillis. his claim to fame back in the I, 80s. I hear that name a lot now. Yes. Uh, okay, I have no clue. Um, <laughs> I really don't. All I know is that Brad Gillis called him up and gave him the guitar pick in the middle of the show, and it just absolutely you know, made his year. I mean, he is just still floating on clouds about it. Uh, Called me late at night to let me know. I could hardly understand him. He was so excited. Uh, You would think that it's like made of gold with how much, I mean, it's in his safe in the bedroom now. (laughs) The Brad Gillis guitar pick. It's a a hard way to recruit. There are not enough guitar picks in the world to build a fan base that way, but it's, it's great that, um, it's great that he got the experience of getting to interact with a real live musician that way. Yeah. We, um, Max and I drove up to Boston on Tuesday. Max let me know about a month and a half, two months ago that, um, a Scottish band that we follow called Biffy Clyro. It's a trio. Um, were they they were supposed to play in boston a few months ago but there was a snafu with the bus not being able to get them there on time and they ended up rescheduling and tickets became available and max had emailed me saying dad they're playing on a tuesday i don't have class till one o'clock on wednesday and i'm done at one o'clock on monday uh sorry on tuesday with my classes so we could drive up there and see this thing i was like uh Maybe, yeah. And then I'm thinking about it and I'm looking at the tickets and they're really cheap. I'm like, let's do it. So we, I picked them up from school. We drove four, four and a half hours up to Boston, stand in line for an hour, um, see them play for an hour and a half. They were awesome. Just tore the place apart. Got back out, walked to the car, had a parking ticket on my car, which I knew I was going to get because I parked illegally in BU parking because I didn't really realize it till I was like a hundred yards away from my car. And I was like, as long as they don't tow it, you know, it'll be fine. And then I asked at the venue, I'm like, am I going to get a ticket? And they said, yes, you are. Right. I said, am I going to get towed? And they said, no, well. you're not. And I said, well, okay, that's fine. And when I got the ticket, I was like, it's only $40. It's less than it was, if we had gone into New York, I would have paid more for parking in a garage. So I was actually quite happy. That's how I rationalized the ticket. But great band. Anyone who wants to check out Biffy right. Clyro, B-I-F-F-Y-C-L-Y-R-O. Okay. They okay. kill it. Yeah. Um, no, though the last time, Very this is actually cool. the third time we've seen them but this year. They played New pick? York twice earlier this year. And, um, Max caught at the end of the show, the drummer tossed his drumsticks into the crowd and Max caught the drumstick. It was, this was extremely mm-hmm. excited. And, uh, I actually, oh, wow. I think cool. at the time I posted on Twitter, some That's pictures of Max. Cool holding the drumstick and, and it was like it was the day before max's birthday you know about first 19th birthday and so he was just you know grinning ear to ear he was like that's a pretty cool birthday present so 
his the drumstick me. isn't in a stick isn't in a safe in his bedroom, but it is resting on two push pins That's in the wall. Cool. Displayed to anyone who walks in, there's just a drumstick on the wall and it's got the drummer's brand and everything on it. And it was used in the okay. concert. It's all dinged up, so it's pretty neat. Very cool. Yeah. There's our there's the music section of this week's Amped. Very cool. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> yes. Great there talking you go. to you, Peggy. Now you know. You too. Take care. That's right. All right, Dave. Have a great week.